One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the dirt off the sparkly spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory hole is like a, a like big theater of a magic trick. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to By the By. Welcome and bienvenue. Yes. Welcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> you sound very fancy there. Welcome and bienvenue. Yeah. So I tell Angela to give the dog something to distract him <laughs> and she finds the loudest possible toy. I'm surprised she didn't give him an entire brass band. <laughs> yeah, well. Great job, babe. Great well, job. It, I it, mean, it's a good thing we are only producing something for people's ears. It distracts Oh, them. wait. We can take it from him. <laughs> she, she rips the dog's one uh-huh. and only favorite toy now uh-huh. from his. Yeah. Now he's nose in the toy box. It's fine. He'll find something else. He'll poor, be fine. Poor dog. Yeah. So tortured. He thinks he's abused. Tortured soul. <laughs> uh, yeah. So last week we started talking about some of our questions, comments that we get mm-hmm. emailed to us. I think Angela has a few more things that she's about to pull from her inbox. Yes, we've got a few more questions in the box here. And I actually think they're both really, really good questions. So we're going to address them as best we can. Wow. I just love how you're complimenting people. These are really good questions, not like the stupid ones we normally get. That's not true. I'm, they're heavy questions, I would say. They're ones that... Oh, good. That's exactly what I need right They're now. ones that required a bit more... Like, I made notes about one of them. Oh, God. Oh, I, have, I have Lord. notes. So I don't forget to say something that I thought might potentially be useful, important, slash helpful. I don't know something. Whatever. This is going to come as quite a shock to everybody listening, but I'm going to answer just off the cuff, on a whim, <laughs> and I don't know what my brain will actually say. I'm not even sure I know what the questions are. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to dive right in this week. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah. So the first one is from a listener who has a teenage daughter that has told... Oh God, you should be sainted already. By making it to the teenage years? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a... Oof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so their teenage daughter has told her parents, uh, listeners, that she thinks that she is bi. Okay. So the parents are okay with this because, again, teenager could be, could change. Who knows? We all experiment. For some of us, it sticks. <laughs> and that's For some that's, of us, it's just who we are. Yep, yep. Some of it, mo- I would say many of us, that's just who we are. Yes. Uh, so the parents are okay with them being bi. But the, the listener is asking, how do I best support her? So as a general rule, this person thinks that people's sex lives are their own business and they would be inclined to uh, ensure that their daughter was not entering an abusive relationship in any manner, of course. I mean, who wants their child to enter into an abusive relationship? But they 
are basically asking like, what, what are the stupid things that I'm not going to be aware of in a bisexual relationship that I might stumble into? So how do I navigate this basically is what they're asking because it is, you know, unknown, a bit of unknown territory. It sounds like they haven't encountered this with their other children. They do have a few close friends who are gay, but it's also a little bit different. So yeah, just a kind of a big general help. Woof, man, we, I like how you get me liquored up and then ask (laughs) questions like this. Look, I think this is an amazing question. I am so excited that we have a listener slash listeners who, one, are asking us for advice on this because we don't have children. We admittedly, I, I love the fact that people's sex lives are private and personal and we put ours out there for everybody <laughs> to listen to. So I definitely say anything that I'm about to say with a grain of salt. Uh, and also I do not miss the irony. It's not lost on me. I will also say that I am very impressed that this listener is so accepting of their child and their child feels comfortable to tell them to come out to them and say, Hey, I think I'm bisexual. And that this listener is like, I want to support them, I may not know the best way to do it. I need help. Yeah, and and hopefully they're seeking help from other sources as well. We'll get to that. Not just um, some <laughs> rinky dink podcast that you found on the internet. Yeah. No, but honestly, uh, but but I do feel like we live in a different time that that kids feel more comfortable coming out to the parents. And and kudos to the parents for being the kind of parents that the child feels like they can come out. Oh, to. Right there, you're already doing something very very right. Yeah, by creating a safe space where your child feels comfortable to talk to you about this. Mm. If it were me, the first place I would go is to a book series by Erica Moen. Oh yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know Erica, they produce a website called Oh Joy Sex Toy. And you should probably just go check it out anyway, because the website's amazing. And what they do is, they, they do these sex toy reviews, but there's also been two books. Erica Moen and Matthew Nolan. That sounds right. Yes. Spot on. Fucking A. Yeah, well you done. have a good memory. Sweet. Way to go, Rain Man. Yeah. That was great. Um, but Erica and Matthew have also written now two books in the Drawn to Sex series. It's done in a, it's, it's graphic novel, comic, whatever. It's very approachable. But the first one is The Basics. And the one that was released last year is Our Bodies and Health. And look, this isn't just about being bisexual. This is about being sexual and talking about our bodies. It's the sex ed book that I wish I had as a young, as a youngling. Yeah. And it's, it's both educating someone about their body first and foremost educating them about that body, how it relates to others and sex and how it can be used. But also it's a lot about accepting different bodies and how to how these bodies can work together. Yes. Yeah. And no matter what your gender, no matter what your sexuality, yeah. it really does apply to everybody. And they're just brilliantly written. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend getting your hands on on a copy of, of both of those. Yeah, we have them sitting right behind our sofa. Yes. <laughs> there were Kickstarter mm-hmm. campaigns that we've sponsored. Um, Erica's got a new book that's coming out in 2021 in March called Let's Talk About It. 
The Teen's Guide to Sex, Relationships, and Being a Human. And I'm just going to read from the back of the book, uh, which is, again, it's not out yet, but I'm really excited to read this when it does come out, even though I'm not a teen. I know. Shut up. You're going to say something, aren't you? Nope. nope, nope, Mouth (laughs) is sealed. Uh, Is what I'm feeling normal? Is what my body is doing normal? Am I normal? How do I know what are the right choices to make? How do I know how to behave? How do I fix it when I make a mistake? Let's talk about it. Growing up is complicated. I'm so excited for this because, again, knowing what Erica and Matthew produce, these books are great. And I think it's, that would be a really good resource to get for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And the other two books, read them together or you read them, then let her read them. They're just really great books that talk about everything from who am I attracted to, to body hair and how yeah. I feel about it, to yeah. what does sex look like? What does safe sex look like? What does consent look like? They're a really, really good place to, to dive in and, and learn more about sex. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you just going to let me go on and then you're going to go to your notes or? Do you want me to start down my notes? That's a very good resource, a very good place to start in that regards. I went down a much more like, I'm going to say philosophical path. Oh my God, more I serious love it path. Look at you. I don't know. Well, I went down a different path. I went to comic books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're great. I mean, they really are yeah. great resources. Um, but no. So the first thing I had on my list, which it sounds like you're probably already doing, is just to listen to them, to be available, listen, be present, and and let them know that they can come to you with anything. And it sounds like you're already down that path. So I think you're doing something right there for sure. Yeah. And just to touch on that, my grandmother used to say that we have two ears and one mouth for a reason so that we listen twice as often as we speak, which I know it doesn't sound like I follow that rule, but when I'm not (laughs) podcasting, I try to. And I think that is something that's, it's really important to when your daughter tells you something, give yourself the time and give her the time to really process it so that when you answer or, or talk about it, it's very clear that you've thought it through and it's not just a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. I know from my experience with my own parents, I am much less likely to take the advice that is given immediately than I am the advice that is given to me even an hour later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that your your child will very much maybe they don't may, they may not recognize it now, but I think down the road at least they would recognize and very much respect the fact that you might say I need I need a little bit of time to think about this. Yeah. Or I need to process this or I'm not sure how to respond at the moment, you know, give me a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh and I think that we should I, I say we. We don't have children. We as a society. I think that we as a society should give that privilege to children as well and to teenagers because very often we, I would say this society in general with everyone, we pressure people for an answer. We pressure people for things now, 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 now. And and sometimes you just need that time. You need to take a step away and think about it and process. And, and so, yeah, I think it's good to just be available and give them a space where they know that they can come to you and that you will indeed listen to whatever they have to say. Yeah. I think that's good advice. Uh, The next thing I had was to not force them. And I think that goes in a lot of different ways because it's very easy to say, you need to make a choice. You need to decide this. You need to whatever. And, and to get into those things. But I mean, they're, they're teenagers. They're exploring, they're trying, they're doing different things. And, and whether they're, 
exploring in, in their sexuality and their gender identity, whether they're exploring in their dress and how they act or whatever it is, who their friends are, let them do that. Don't force them down one path or another. And, and it can, I'm, can imagine it would be really difficult because I'm sure that if we were parents, we would have some ideas where we would want our child to go, some path that you would want them to go down. And it would be hard not to do that. But give them, again, give them that space to, to just kind of explore and figure out who they are for themselves. So what you just said reminds me of a meme I saw the other day, which was basically, why do we why do we get upset and prevent our children from getting crazy haircuts and dyeing their hair crazy colors? Are we worried that they're going to not get a job interview or, or you know, be fired from their job when they're <laughs> 12, 14? We, we want them to be like, I tend to agree with that. Like if your child wants to go crazy, let them go crazy. Yeah. And also, you're going to have some amazing pictures for them later when they get older and be like, look what you did when you were younger. Yes, yes. yes. Social media collateral. (laughs) Uh, It's much harder for those of us who grew up without social media because we have to like dig up the actual real photographs. I am glad you can't see my top five musicians on MySpace. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it, it is it is one of those things that support your children and let them kind of go crazy and I agree 100% with you in a, I'm going to paraphrase what you said, don't back them into a corner. Yeah, yeah. When you back a wild creature into a corner, it attacks, uh, I think, I don't think there's a human out there who won't agree that teenagers are wild creatures. Uh, So, yeah. And and it's really easy to get on the defensive very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I agree. Uh, So, the next thing I had was to make sure that they feel safe. Because if they're coming out to you, they may or may not have come out to other friends or schoolmates or other people in their lives. And so I would suggest having a conversation with them as to how do they see this playing out as like, who are they going to be out to? Like, do they only want you guys to know for now and kind of see where, where things go from there? Or are they, have they already come out to, or do they plan to come out to other people and make sure that they feel safe doing so? And even afterwards to continually check up and make sure that they're not being bullied, they're not being picked on, they're not yeah. being teased, whatever, you know, for their choices. And so I, I would say just to continually check in and make sure that they are indeed safe. It still can be easy to get bogged down in the day-to-day, the minutia, and to kind of forget and, and overlook that. Well, it's interesting, too, because I try to imagine if I was a 15-year-old, what I would want from my parents. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would want my parents to, you know, really be constantly talking about it or constantly asking questions. I would want to have that – a place where I'd feel safe to have a conversation if I brought it up. But I don't want my parents to bring it up, you know? So – but you can also tell by actions and you can yes, tell by behavior. Absolutely. So it's not always with words and with conversation. Yeah. And it, it could be as, as simple as I want you to know and feel comfortable telling all of your friends that our house is a safe space. That's the next thing on my list was to provide a safe space for them and their friends, especially if they have any queer friends who may not have a safe space. Absolutely. I think that is so and I think that's all it takes is to say to tell them that they can tell all of their friends that whenever they are under your roof, they will be free of persecution. They're, they can feel safe. I think you can just probably stop there. They can feel safe. And if they need somebody to talk to, there will always be somebody under this roof that they can talk. I think that that's something that a lot of queer kids 
don't feel like they have. That is not necessarily because they aren't available. I think that we, I think that there are a lot of safe spaces, but we as a society do a really shit job promoting them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I Very think true. if you, if you create the space and, and again, don't be that doting parent. That's always like asking the kids about their queerness. Mm. Just say it. Cool. It doesn't matter who you are. Whenever you're in this house, it's a safe space. It doesn't matter if you're a queer kid or not a queer kid. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's something I would want as a child. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Because again, it's, it's not, functionally, it's not any different, right? Right. So, but I think that's an, it's a really paramount thing mm-hmm. to have. Absolutely. Uh, so the other thing I had, and this one is a little trickier, and I'm, I'm just saying this because of how I grew up, is to not make assumptions. So like for me, when I, if, you know, or I guess when I did go home and say that I was interested in someone, it was automatically assumed that it was a boy. Yeah. And so it's automatically, oh, who is he? And da, 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 and questions like that. And so I think using more open terminology, such as who are they, and just be a little more cognizant as to what verbiage is used and and to make, just make it a little more general and then let, let your child lead you on, yeah, again, as much information as they want to share with you. Yeah. And it is, don't assume that just because your child brings home somebody of the opposite gender that, or the same gender, gender. that they are now homosexual or heterosexual. Also don't assume that they're interested in them romantically. I mean, sexually at all. Could just be a friend. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's it is a, it's an interesting thing. I think that uh, like again, it's 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 easy for me to say because I'm not a parent. Mm. But I often think back as to what kind of parenting I would like to have had, and I think the less like questions are okay, but I don't want to be you don't given be, the third degree. Yeah, you don't want to be grilled. Yeah, yeah. And I think the most important thing is to just. Again, it goes back to that creating a safe space where I feel comfortable talking at my own speed because your child is going to be working this out themselves. And I'm going to say, because it's true, queer children are much more intelligent than non-queer children. It's just true. I'm sorry. There it is. It's right out there. I would say more aware. We're smarter. We're just smarter. (laughs) We're smarter. We grew up to be smarter adults. Anyway, uh, So, but what that means is that the children who were back in our day, air quotes, gifted and talented, Mm. grow up to be the ones that are fucking full of anxiety Mm. and stressed out because we were expected to overachieve. And now we're mundane paper pushers and feel like we're not creating anything that's of any importance. And so now we're stressed. How do you solve that? By creating spaces where one of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways is by creating spaces where people feel safe and comfortable to express themselves about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then, I mean, the other thing I said, which I think we've kind of touched on a lot here, is to be interested. And so, but again, you don't want to be... It's really interested. Be interested, but don't be over Yeah, well, that's the thing is you don't want to be over-interested. So again, it is... I think just being aware and asking appropriate questions and just giving that space and making them feel like they can have conversations and come to you with things, but also being aware that, I mean, as a teenager, how often would you go to your parents? I didn't go to my parents often. Never. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it, I, I guess that's a fine line you have to walk as a parent is being interested in being part of things, but not too much of a part of things. And fuck, I wouldn't want to be a parent. 
<laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm listening to this and I'm like, God, this is complicated. <laughs> it's really interesting because I think about my cousin who I was very close to. And I, you know, I never, I didn't come out to her because by the time I was coming out, I was in my 30s. Mm. Uh, but, you know, if you're, if you have an older family member, encourage your child because sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody who isn't a parent. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but occasionally it is. So whether that person is, I can't believe I'm saying this, a religious leader or a youth leader or as a team, um, a coach or something, allow your child or encourage your child, I should say, encourage your child to talk to somebody. Um, there are, there are people that they can talk to that they might trust. I, I can think of teachers that I had in high school who I would have talked to and, and felt comfortable talking to and known that it would have been okay. It was, yeah. it was a safe space. So encourage your children to seek out safe spaces. And if it's necessary, help them. Help them find a safe space. Look, you don't want to talk to me? Cool. Can we find somebody who you do feel comfortable talking to? Yeah, and then a lot of, and I guess it depends on if you're in a more metropolitan area, yes. more rural, et cetera. But in a lot of the, of course, metropolitan areas, there are organizations and there are places that you can go to to seek help. And there are groups where they can kind of be a part of things. In a more rural setting, that's a lot more difficult. Yeah, And so it may mean that there has to be some travel involved from time to time. Maybe you take a trip into the big city. <laughs> I mean, come on, we're both in small towns, we know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's so yeah maybe you take a trip and maybe you go and explore some of this stuff or you know other find other groups there's a, a lot online at the moment thanks to covid yeah. so there's a lot going on online a lot of different groups that that you know your child could potentially be a part of and that you can be a part of as a parent as well and also you know don't be afraid to reach out to a therapist find somebody that they can go to for counseling if you need help as a parent that you can go to for counseling as well and look, if it comes down to it and your child wants to be an activist, mm -hmm. help them create a safe space for people wherever you are, big city, small city, and support that. Then you can help other children, uh, other, other young queer children feel safe when perhaps they may not in their homes. Yeah. Uh, I think that that responsibility is to everybody, is to make everyone feel safe. So yeah, if you can do that. There's something else. You never know. You may have a, an activist child. That'd be great. Yeah. I support that. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe don't advise they listen to our podcast. <laughs> Wait until they're like 28. Until they're much older. Yeah. 30. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 42. I don't know. Uh -huh. Yeah. You should, be, you should be at least 40 before you listen to our podcast. I say 42, the meaning of life. Mm. Uh-huh. Indeed. Yeah. Did we cover all the bases? I think so. I think we've done a lot. Especially for, you know, not being parents and not having children. But having lived through this and Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, there's some experience there. But we yeah, we have we have no active no actual real experience. Yeah. But it sounds like you're doing a good job. You're off to a good start. Yeah, you're off to a good start. You're off to a much yeah. better start than we are. <laughs> uh, you have children. Uh, <laughs> and you listen to your children and you clearly are concerned about their health mental health and safety. And you want to help them. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's good. But yeah. Also, I think it is rare to find a queer child that does not grow up to be an anxiety-ridden adult. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of anxiety-ridden adults out there. Yeah, and they're all awesome and queer. <laughs> At least the awesome ones are. Uh -huh. Check your calendars. It's coming up on Valentine's Day. Oh, I was like, what's on my calendar? 
(laughs) (laughs) No, it's coming up on Valentine's Day. And, you know, we all need something a little, uh, I'm going to say a little extra in the bedroom. Look, even if you've got a lot in the bedroom, you still need extra in the bedroom. We've got toys coming out of our ears, like literally. And we still, still go to adamandeve.com and look for our, for new stuff. Uh, And free stuff is the best. Oh, yeah. And the free stuff that will ignite your Valentine's Day, even better. So when you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get 50% off, which is awesome. But then there's all that Valentine's free stuff that you're going to get too. When you enter our code, which is by the by, B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, you're going to get uh, the 50% off and you also get 10 tantalizing free items. You're going to get, the, like we always say, you're going to get some movies and you're supposed to pay for your porn. You get six free movies, a free mystery pack that includes an item uh, for him, a special toy for her, and something that, you know, both y'all are going to enjoy. Mm, Doesn't matter, gender. Like, yeah. We're just going to throw in all of this great shit. And the most important thing I got to I got to say, is the free shipping. And that's a lot of free Valentine stuff. A lot of stuff for your heart to get your heart on. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure when you go to adamandeve.com, you check out with buy the buy or you ain't going to get no free stuff. Well, we want the free stuff. Wah, wah. The free Valentine's stuff. Yeah. So we're going to use buy the buy. Yes. And uh, yeah, go check out adamandeve.com. Another thing that you're going to want to do around Valentine's Day is find other people to play with. <laughs> I mean, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, our anniversary is coming up and uh, we we are like, let's go out and hook up. So, yeah, go to altplayground.net, create an account, fill it all out, and then find some sexy play friends in your area. Currently U.S. only, but in your area and find someone to, to spend your Valentine's with. Safely, of course. COVID uh, yes, safe. Yes, yes. Course. Uh, so, you know, which is why they have the video chats. You can do a video chat and zoom right into somebody's crotch. Ooh, see I the, like zooming into people's crotches. See the pun I did there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But go to altplayground.net and uh, yeah, look for us. By the by. And we're back. Yes, we are. Uh huh. Are you ready for another listener question? I am ready for another listener question. This is a really good one. And I think we've sort of touched on it, but not really in depth before. I just want to say all of our listeners have good questions. They do. I know. (laughs) But every time I'm like, oh, such a good question. Oh, good question. Oh, oh, oh. Are are our listener questions just jamming in your box? Apparently. Was that the dog? Yes. <laughs> is, is he uncomfortable about me talking about things being jammed in your box? Apparently. He's like, Jesus, am I going to have to go into my box? Yeah, yeah. And for and He lis- just looked at me like, please don't put me in the box. Yeah. And for, for listeners out there, whenever we have sex, we have trained the dog now to go into his crate. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's learning. If he goes into his crate and he's like. <sighs> he is. He very much is. But it's better than being on the bed, like trying to lick us or something. I don't know. So, yeah. Anyway. Saves uh, on peanut butter. <laughs> So moving on to listener questions. Yes. Uh, so this was from a listener. Uh, so they have been in the lifestyle for a very long time. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And... I'm not sure if they've taken, uh, gone to lifestyle resorts and things before, but they were planning on going to Desire this past year, 2020. Then pandemic hit, et cetera. And so, yeah, nobody did anything really. But yeah, so they've been in the lifestyle for a very long time, so it's not new to them or anything like that. They, very much like us, have been working their asses off this year, staying away from people. And although I'm going to assume they're in the U.S., they're probably staying away from people more than we are down here. Yes. But now as people are starting to get the vaccines and people are starting to try to have some kind of normal, quote unquote, normal life returned, uh, they're asking about sexy time. And so, you know, we've we've basically spent, I'm paraphrasing here, but we've basically spent this whole past year isolating and being told, don't be close to people, don't touch people, don't breathe on people, don't don't people basically (laughs) so you are a silo maybe you and your partner are a silo but just don't be around people and so now that people are starting to feel a little more comfortable in going out maybe they've gotten the vaccine maybe like us they're in areas where it's not really an issue you know where there's fewer cases and so it's it's not as risky to to go out and be around people you do look at people differently and and it is very much of a, I would say that every time we see, I would say even for us, even though it wasn't near as bad here, when we see people new at the club, it's always kind of like, oh, and you're always kind of like, do I go up and talk to them? Do I engage? What's the risk level there? How am I feeling today? Because I would say it's different case to case. But yeah, so they're asking, you know, we look at people differently. We've We've spent this past year being away from others on purpose, and now we want to go out again. But how do we trust people again how do we get close to people again how do we start that journey and and i mean it's a this may not be quite the the right way of saying it but it's a bit of like swinger ptsd you know (laughs) and like how do we how do we begin that and i know we've talked about that a little bit and we've dealt with that a little bit ourselves even even though we haven't been as bad down here and so i hate you know to say that we haven't haven't. i mean it's hard to compare because we haven't been as bad but we, we do know people who have been away from primary and secondary partners for months. Yeah. And they've been isolated for months mm. in the U.S. Well, I would say even here because we know someone who was caught in the lockdowns in Melbourne. Yes. So they were from a different state, caught in Melbourne during the, what was it, four-month lockdown that they had? Yeah. And they couldn't get home to their partner, to their home, to their pets. Like, they were stuck in Melbourne. And that, I mean, it does really kind of suck. Yeah. So, look, I, it's 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 funny because I feel like my answer to that is going to be pretty concise, and it's going to be take it slow. It's mm-hmm. going back to the way it, way you were. If this, let's imagine this listener says that they've been listening or been in the lifestyle for a very long time. So, 
if it's been 20, 30, 40 years, you are going to basically have to go back to the way you were and reteach yourself certain mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and just accept that you're going to have, you're going to have differences. You're going to have things that may never be the same. And, and unfortunately I think you need to accept that, but take heart in that anything, any bad habits that have been learned. And I say bad habits, you know, being alone, mm-hmm. PTSD, isolating, sad, yeah. know, the isolation, you, those can be unlearned. You can get back to the place that you once were. It may take twice as long as it took you to get to where you are now. But I think the first advice I would give is be patient with yourself Mm -hmm. and your partner and move at the slowest person's speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I very much agree with that. I would also say that besides being patient and just start dipping your toe in and don't think that you're going to just jump right in where you were to begin, you know, where you left off, basically. But I would say, you know, maybe go back to basics and think about how do we meet people? Who are we comfortable meeting? And, and you know, how do we vet people? And so it may be that we're not comfortable going to a swingers club. Maybe we don't want to be in a big a venue with a lot of people. Maybe we want to do one-on-one dates. How do we vet people? Who are we comfortable meeting up with? Where are we comfortable meeting up with? How long are we comfortable meeting up for? And think about like, what do you see this looking like? And it can be a slow build. It can be a progression. It can be bit by bit. And and maybe it is that we want to go to a swingers club, but maybe we only want to interact with people that we've known before yeah. and people that we've played with before, but maybe not new people or who knows, but just kind of maybe just go back to basics with your partner and, and reevaluate what is your comfort level and how do you see yourself reentering the swinger world? Very similar to how do you see yourself reentering the real world, quote unquote, (laughs) like, how do you go back to work? How do you go back to school for like kids? How do you feel going back to say shopping malls or any place where there's a lot of people? And so just, yeah, I think it's just have to reevaluate what is our comfort level at this point and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what kind of behavior are we looking for? What kind of people are we interested in interacting with? And is there a different vetting process now perhaps than there was before? Yeah. And I, you know, also think back to the uh, a recent email we got from the Life on the Swing Set team discussing the desire takeover in 2021, and one of their stipulations now is they're going to require proof of vaccination. Mm-hmm. And of course, there was fallout. People were not happy with that. And I'm kind of of the mindset of, well, I probably wouldn't want you there anyway. Yeah, we're trying to protect the community as yeah. best as we can, yes. which, I mean, there's nothing that's 100%, but we're trying as best as we can to protect the community and um, protect ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if you're an anti-vaxxer, you probably want to turn the podcast off right now because you're not going to get much out of this. Uh, you know, it, it is one of those things that vaccinations are a good thing yeah. and they work. Yeah. And so it's, it is very much... Um, Maybe, maybe that's part of your vetting process. You find locations where only people with vaccinations go or you put on your profile, you know, we've been vaccinated. We ask that you do the same. Mm-hmm. I see this as potentially becoming the new safe sex, safer sex uh, in the room kind of thing. The, the new safer sex discussion. Yeah. yeah. 
And I don't really see anything wrong with that. If And if somebody who is a potential play partner does, do you really want to play with them? Yeah. You know, I, I often think back to the people who are like bareback only. Like, cool. I immediately strike you off my list. It, that's just not for us. Yeah. Is it for some people? Yeah. So cool. Those people always have someone to play with. That person won't be me. And other than anti-vaxxers, I don't really judge anybody else. That's mm. uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it really? <laughs> um, not if you're an anti-vaxxer. It's uh, not fine. Yeah. Uh, but everybody else, I, I, I appreciate. That's fine. But anti-vaxxers, we have nothing in common. Nothing. I'm not even sure you're carbon-based. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I tend to agree with you with all of that. Is I, I do think it's going to be a different world kind of going forward. Uh, I mean, I say for swingers, but I think for everybody. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. I think in any walk of life. I mean, we're already seeing how work life is changing because of that. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of different things come out of this and a lot of different ways of connecting with people. And, I mean, now granted, you know, online connections are not as fun as in-person connections, but it's a good way to start. And it can be a way to see, you know, do we actually get along well enough to try meeting up in person? Do we have similar values? Do we have similar interests? And, and is it worth going further and taking more of a risk? So I do think it is changing how we meet people. Yeah. And I think that's the long and short of it is that it comes back to is you you gauge what what are you safe mm-hmm. or what are you comfortable doing? What, what, you know, what are you comfortable pushing? Yeah. Um, and don't rush it. Don't push yourselves. Take no, your time. There's, there's plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like my answer to this one is kind of short, mm-hmm. which is be patient with yourself and move slowly. Yeah. And also don't lose sight of, of what you actually want. And if the goal is to get back to where you were before, okay, make a plan. How do we do that? You know, what do we see as our path to get there and and what are we comfortable with at this point and reevaluate from time to time? I know we will be. Oh yeah. You know, we've already had discussions as to when we started going back to the swingers club is what does this look like? What are we comfortable with? And, and I would say even week to week, we still have that discussion and we do reevaluate. What are we, what are we looking for at this point and how comfortable are we? Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. But yeah, so that's a relatively short answer. Yeah. We've got a few more listener questions. Are you ready for the next one? I was born ready. Okay. Well, <laughs> I like to hear that. <laughs> I, I was also born tired. Uh-huh. Always tired. Yes. Always tired. <laughs> okay. So this one uh, was sent in from a listener and I'm going to read most of it, maybe paraphrase a little bit here. Cool. Hello, a listener. My wife and I have decided to open our marriage and explore polyamory. I have met someone on a dating app. We had a number of exchanges and then met up in person. We hit it off and have seen each other a number of times since. I've also been talking to two other people on the app, lucky you, and would (laughs) like to meet up in person. (laughs) However, my wife has moved much slower than I have and has been talking to a guy, but they haven't met in person yet. She doesn't feel that it's fair that I see someone else until she has a chance to see this guy. So what should I do? I want to see the people I've met on the app, but I don't know when she'll meet up with the guy she's talking to. And is it fair for me to have to wait? In fairness, we did not set boundaries or rules before starting to look for other partners. Is it too late? Oof. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you had that one word in there that really doesn't apply in any romantic relationship. What word is that? Fair. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Look, 
everybody is different. I mean, you should be as long as both people in a relationship or multiple people in a relationship uh, are treated well, they don't have to be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. And this whole I get to do it so you get to do it is this bullshit playground back and forth that I think causes a lot of mono- uh, a lot of non-monogamous a lot of non-monogamous I'm just trying to create more things for you to edit <laughs> a lot of non-monogamous relationships to fail is the you got to do it I get to do it you know uh, that shit like that just drives me crazy yeah I tend to agree that first of all you shouldn't be keeping score because like you know like you said Bradford the the fair quote-unquote people can't say it i'm doing the bunny ears uh <laughs> but but fair doesn't work in relationships you shouldn't be keeping score and keeping tally of who's talked to who how long have you talked to them have you met up with them where's the relationship at because we do all move at different paces clearly you can see from your partner that she moves at a very different pace than you do and that could be comfort level, that could be, you know, things going on in her head, that could be life things getting in the way, maybe just schedules haven't matched up. It could be the other person and the, the pace at which they want to move. So I don't, yeah, I think like you said, Brad, for fair, it's just really shouldn't be part of this relationship. You shouldn't be keeping track of these things and keeping count. And, and there's no way that we're both going to, if you and I were doing this, there's no way we'd both move at the same pace. No, I mean, it's not physically possible. And that whole, you know, you can get down to the accounting of it Mm -hmm. and be sort of like, oh, well, you know, you spent $17.32 and I only spent $15. So I get $2.32 to spend on my partner. Yeah. Or you could do something silly like, well, you know, I, I had sex three times and you only had sex twice. I'm better than you. I mean, this is it's it's <laughs> yeah. silly, but the 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 I think the crux of it is the, is the exact same. So, as far as the question as to what should I do, I think I mean the first thing, of course, we're going to say is to communicate with your partner. So, you both need to sit down and have a chat as to what do you really see opening up the marriage and exploring polyamory. What do you see that as? How do you see this happening? And make sure that you're both on the same page. Make sure you both want the same thing out of it. Because maybe you're in it for different reasons. And Mm. if so, it can work, but you need to talk about it. And you need to acknowledge that. You need to really understand what's going on in your relationship before you can open up and bring other people in. And you need to make sure that you two are solid and you're okay with how each other is is going about and and exploring things. And that's just going to come from communication. So I would say put a pause on everything at this point. Sit down. Have some chats. Take as much time as you need to work through that, but you've you've got to talk about this, and you have to reach a consensus as a couple and figure out what is it that she thinks is not fair about this, and what is it that, why do you think that, yes, you should go ahead, and make sure that you both get to be on the same page before you do go forward. Yeah, and just to add as well to your second question, which, is it too late? No, it's never too late. Uh, Angela and I constantly rethink and and bring up uh, our air quotes i'm doing the bunny ears now too uh, our rule book and what are we doing kind of thing to make sure that we're both on the same page and that we don't fall into this you know i'm doing one thing and you're doing something else uh, it, it's never too late to to look at your rules to create a set of rules to reaffirm those rules or to adjust those rules mm-hmm. it's it's all about making and taking the time to to sit down and and talk about it. Yeah, and and it's 
like Bradford said, it's, it definitely isn't too late, but it's also a good time if you're sitting down and, and talking about what is it that, you know, about what is it that you're both looking for out of opening up the marriage and exploring polyamory, and you're really digging into what what would you consider quote unquote fair? Like, what is it that each of you want and, and at what pace and, and how is it that you're both happy with this working and how do you see it working? And yes, you do need to reevaluate that from time to time, but I think it's also okay to go back and say, okay, we jumped into this too much. We jumped in too quickly. Maybe we didn't really know what we were looking at or what we were doing or what we wanted to do out of this. So how do we start back from the beginning? And maybe we need to restructure things. And if that restructuring impacts relationships that you've already started with other people, I think it's okay to go to them and say, hey, look, we've had a bit of a chat. We're going to try doing things a little bit differently. That may mean that I need to slow down in my relationship with you. Maybe we need to not see each other for a little bit until XYZ happens. But I think it's okay to go back to other people and say, look, we need to rethink what we're doing because my primary relationship, we've, you know, had a, we've, we've had a rethink about things. Yeah. And, and no, it's, it's never too late. That can always happen in any relationship. But it mostly just communicate with your partner. Just talk to them. Yeah, it's, it's hard. That's the hardest part, I think, it's is a hard talking co- to your own partner, which I think is kind of, there's a bit of irony there. But I, I do think that most couples yeah. fail in that they don't talk to each other, in that they're afraid they're going to say something that hurts their partner's feelings. So they would rather not talk about it and avoid the subject, tiptoe around it, and then ultimately hurt their partner's feelings. Yeah, and be sure that when you do talk to your partner about this, when you do sit down and have this chat, that you are absolutely listening, that you're both listening. Actively, yes. Uh, Yes, actively listening, and that you're really taking in what your partner is saying. And if it is, I need a moment to digest this, that's okay, I think that's fine. But you do just need to open up those channels of communication and make sure that both you and your partner feel like it's okay to say whatever's on the mind and that you're not going to be instantly judged for it because that's when we tend to hold back and not actively communicate with our partners is when we feel like we're going to be judged. Yeah. As soon as somebody says something, shots fired, walls up, shields up, captain. (laughs) Man, the photon torpedoes. I don't know. I'm trying to be Star Trek-y. Uh-huh. Pew, pew. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I, I agree with everything that you said. One more? Do we have time for one more? We have time for one more. Okay. This is, I feel like this should be an easy one, but we'll see. There is might, it, is there it might multiple be, choice? There might be some discussion. I Do don't our know. listeners send us multiple choice questions? No, but that would be great. Y'all, yeah. send us a, uh, multiple choice questions. Go ahead and Come answer on. them yourself. And just be like, <laughs> we'll be like, B. It's definitely B. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you had to choose any three kinks other than BDSM, what would they be? Other than BDSM, because uh-huh. so, BDSM can, that's a lot of things. Uh-huh. I mean, that's like that's all the. I mean, bondage, <laughs> domination, submission, and uh, and sadism. Damn it, sadomasochism, sadism, and masochism. So I'm assuming, and I'm going to read into this question, but I'm assuming that they mean typical, quote unquote, typical BDSM, which is more. Uh, I would say probably more impact play, more. Okay. That type restraints, of, yeah, restraints. Like that. Okay. I would assume that that's what they mean by this. I don't know. I'm reading into it okay. because otherwise, BDSM does encompass a lot. Oh, of that's things. a big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, three, because mm-hmm. the first one is easy. The second one is easy. All right, what, what are the first the and third second? One I think it's hard. 
the first one would be the pet play. I would uh-huh. definitely keep pet play. That'd be that I would keep that probably over impact and restraining restraints. Um, second would be are glory holes a kink? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Does that count as a kink? I mean, I, I guess in a. I don't know what the name of this kink is. Somebody look it up and send it to me where you don't know who's doing what's happening to you. Like anonymous sex kind of thing. Yeah, like literally anonymous. Not sure what that is, but that, that. I would assume that, that glory holes would be, uh, that it might fall under something like well, that. Well, in my case, I'm calling it glory holes and also going to saunas. So anonymous sex, okay. hookup, hookup sex. Ooh, hookup sex should be a kink. <laughs> I don't know what the third one would I don't be. Know. I'm looking to see if I can find out what that is. Oh, she's going to the Google box. And the Google box returns anonymous sex. Anonymous sex. Thanks. Thanks, Google box. You're helpful. Fuck you, Google. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot that I'm really... I don't feel like there's a lot. What, are you, what about you? So, uh, in our relationship, I would definitely say pet play. Um, if I was a different, I mean, a lot of people depends on who's into it, but for us, I would definitely say I would, I would keep that, uh, another one. And I don't know if this necessarily falls under BDSM or not, but the electro play. Oh, that's okay. That, but, I, would, I don't think that would fall under that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Right. So I would keep that one. Okay. And the other one, I think I, well, I'm not sure if this falls under BDSM or not. And it's not one that we've actually done yet, but it's Uh-oh. one that we've been talking about lately. Okay. CFNM. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. See, I kind of figure that falls into the BDSM because it's a domination See, thing, I but, think so, too. Um, and for anybody out there who doesn't know what CFNM is? Clothed female, naked male. Yes. And that can either be service-oriented or it can be degradation and humiliation. Yeah. Which is not, we're not really into the degradation and humiliation, but more service-oriented. No. Yeah. And so that's something we've been talking about, and I think we're probably going to explore in the next week or two, hopefully. Yeah. We and have friends that are... That are into it, so yeah. So we're gonna maybe do a, a group CFNM thing. Watch this space. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, but I do. But that's why I struggled because I kind of feel like that falls under the BDSM realm so as well. I will also combine two. I think for my third, I'm going to combine two that I think go hand in hand anyway, which would be voyeurism and exhibitionism. I was just wondering. Yeah, I just thought about that. Uh, I do like to watch people have sex. I really like the idea that they don't know I'm watching them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that, I think that makes me sound like the creepy grandpa in the corner, but like, yeah, I, I think I like that. Mm-hmm. And then I also like putting on a show and I like the idea that people are watching me and I don't know that they're watching. Yeah. Yeah. But I also or even like, that they're just appreciating. I'm happy with that too. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the whole cuckolding thing though. I love mm-hmm. watching you get fucked by somebody. Is that, a, I mean, I guess that's a kink as well. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, but is. I only have three to keep. Yeah. What was my second one? Uh, I had pet play, glory holes, oh, yes, and anonymous, anonymous hookup sex. sex. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to say my top three then that I would keep are pet play, anonymous glory hole, hookup sex, and watching you get fucked by somebody else. Oh my God. Cuckolding, okay. That was tough. All right, yeah. all right. I don't, I don't like cuckolding, and I hate the term hot wifing. I fucking hate what, that term. What term would you give it? Make up a term. I'm going to stick with cuckolding, but cuckolding tends to imply that there's 
I'm not as much of a man as whoever's fucking yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has that degradation factor. It has a degradation it. factor. But hot wifing, it, my God, that sounds like something that comes in the Barbie Playhouse. <laughs> now in the Barbie, Barbie Playhouse is the hot wife corner. Like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems, it seems like a wanky term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, just okay. watching you get plowed by somebody. Can okay. I say that? Yeah, plow me. <laughs> plow me. <laughs> Playing farmer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we came up with. Yeah. Yeah. We got right. there. We got there, there we in go. the end. Whew. That was all a good right. question. Yeah. That was I really love good. That one. People ask these random fucked yeah. up questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, no. Go ahead. No. Uh, I was going to say one more thing is that what, this popped into my head. We started recording our stories this past weekend. The gentleman and Leo came over. Between the four of us, we drank like six bottles of wine. It was we drank a lot. It was obnoxious. It was so much fun. Well, my original goal was to have these videos be seven to eleven minutes long. Mm -hmm. The first video that we did, due to the length of the story, because apparently our listeners are verbose AF, (laughs) was forty-two fucking minutes long. Yeah. And Angela's like, oh, you can cut it down. You can cut it down. She's right. I'll probably get it down to 38 minutes. That's true. That's probably true. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how we're going to do this, but. The other two were better, but they were still like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And what we learned is that because, I mean, they're, and those stories weren't really that long. They were a little bit, but what we've learned is that it takes a fair bit of time to read a story and to make fun of it. Yeah. And so these are not going to be quite as short as we expected. Not really sure where we're going to end up. We'll have to just see what happens once editing starts. Um, But yeah, we'll let you know once it gets going and uh, when something is ready to come out. And if you have any stories, uh, please send them to us. But also, if you can keep them a bit concise, that will help the length of the videos. The secret word of the day (laughs) is concise. Yes, but you can send those to us uh, yeah. at stories at bythebuy.com.au. Uh, you can send us your questions, comments, and rude remarks like what we've gotten and read today at theatomsoflove at gmail.com. I said the at, and I was like, wait, I can't say at twice. And I can, I can, <laughs> I really can. Uh, so send your emails there. Or if you prefer using social media, you can message us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at By the By Podcast. You can also go to our website, www.bytobuy.com.au, and go to the contact page, and there's a way that you can submit questions through there. Like, there's a million ways. We also take smoke signals and pigeons. You can find Pippin in the park and tie a note to his collar. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can send us messages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our Discord chat is blowing the fuck up. I love it. We recently opened a new channel for books, media, films, all that stuff. And we've already got people talking about doing NaNoWriMo. If you don't know what that is, you should probably be on our Discord chat. And the way you can get to that is by joining us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. And uh, yeah, then you get the link on how to get to the to the Discord, which has been great. Yeah. That so was your fun. idea. That was brilliant. You had the best idea. I have one brilliant idea every decade. Well... That's great because we're starting a new decade in 2021 and you did that in 2020. Oh, excellent. Ah, so good. So it's time to waste it. Get uh-huh. two and two and six months. So yes, definitely reach out to us and we'd love to see you there. Anything else you want to say? Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 